joining Paranormal Poor. I'm Nia. I'm Nani. And today we're going to tell some spooky stories. Wow. Sipping some, some spirits. <laughs> <laughs> and today we're going to start with our very first scariest story. So we are starting with a classic Havana Club 7. If you're not familiar with this rum, it is probably a staple in my household. But it is an incredible rum. It's aged for seven years. You unfortunately cannot find this in the U.S. So sorry for all of those <laughs> that don't that are here in the U.S. trying to buy this. But if you do go overseas, you can typically get them in duty free, and they're really accessible. I think I paid for this very large bottle, um, thirty dollars, and it's so so worth it. We're also sipping on some coffee. Because believe it or not, it's quite early right now. <laughs> <Yes>. But <laughs> cheers, cheers. Okay, I'm gonna serve some of this, perfect. And then I'm gonna talk about my very, very first um, paranormal encounter. Paranormal encounter. And while she does that, I'm just gonna remind you guys: we'd love to hear your stories. Either call in at 305-814-7687 or you can email us at paranormalhorrorstories at gmail.com and we can share your stories. Alright. Or if you're up for the challenge, email us and we can go on a live Zoom and literally talk about it in person. Cheers! figured it would. Oh, that's so good with coffee, guys. She's just drinking regular coffee. I have mine with lots of milk and sugar. So, my very first encounter with the paranormal. So, once upon a spooky story, I was five years old, and I'm from Ecuador, and my great-grandfather had just passed. And we were all together in his old house, which is in downtown Quito, which is the capital of Ecuador. All downtown Quito has cobblestone streets because it is literally from colonial times. So there's yeah. a lot of legends and spooky stories within my city by itself. But their house was located in downtown and everybody was gathered of course because he had just passed but we were kind of like it wasn't like a like a sad situation everybody was really happy because he was quite old yeah i mean your great-grandfather he yeah. had to have lived a very long life yeah and he was a very hard worker he was um he was a farmer mm -hmm. so he he actually lived quite a long life i think he lived till he was like 80 80 something anyway I was pretty much there was just a few kids but I didn't really see that side of my mom's family because we had been traveling here to the states back and forth so much that I wasn't very familiar with my cousins or her family mm -hmm. so I kind of um, and at the time I was by myself so when I got there I obviously was already bored and then my great aunt t 
tells me, if you want to go watch TV in this room, you can. Mm -hmm. But she warned me that because he had just passed, he's retracing his steps. Mm -hmm. And people had heard him walk at night, turn on the Ooh, TV. I already have goosebumps and we're just getting started. <laughs> Tur he's, she's like, he used to love watching TV in that room, so he turns on the TV, just don't be scared. Mm -hmm. And he's just coming in to say hi. He's just coming in to basically retrace, yeah. is what they call it in Ecuador. I don't know yeah. if any other country does this, but they say that the dead retrace their steps. That's actually really common in Jewish culture as well. They say oh, that really? when a soul passes or when a, you know, a human physical body passes, the soul has about seven days to kind of finish their unfinished business or however, you know, the term is from wherever you're from. and. They kind of come back and they revisit their loved ones, kind of their way of saying goodbye almost. Yeah. And then, you know, they say goodbye to their body and things like that. So that's funny that that's common in Ecuador too. Yeah, everybody says that. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm about, I think like five or six, and then I go into his room. I walk, by the way, these houses in downtown Quito are extremely old, mm -hmm. like wooden floors that creak and crack. Um, the cement there is very, very thick, so when you hear noises, the floor is common, but the walls is not. Eventually, yeah. I'll tell more stories, but that's why I'm bringing this up. Mm -hmm. um, because knocks on the... on the Yeah, you shouldn't be able to hear knocks yeah, if it's yeah. thick concrete walls. Yeah, they're very, very thick concrete walls because it's, it's from, like, colonial times. Anyway. And, I mean, it's also mountainside, too, right? Yeah, exactly. So it needs to be nice and sturdy. So, earthquakes too. Yeah. So, I go into his room, I lay down, mm -hmm. turn on the TV. Oh, he didn't do a flirty. No. <laughs> I thought that's where that was going when she mentioned he went to the TV on. There's more. <laughs> but wait, there's more. So, I lay down. Everybody, I think, had gone into like, it was a two-story two story house. Mm -hmm. And like the bedrooms were upstairs, but the kitchen was downstairs. So... As far as I remember, nobody was on my same level, and mm -hmm. the first thing I started to hear once I lay down on the bed and turned on the TV was footsteps in the hallway. Okay. That start, like, approaching the room that I'm in. Ooh, literally. You and, can't see it, but it's bruised pimples. And I'm, like, over. thinking to myself, okay, it's my mom coming to check right. on me. Yeah, you immediately just assume it's a person. Yeah, yeah. And I kept on hearing them closer, closer, and, of course, my heart is, like, beating 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 faster beating faster and I'm trying to rem remember that it's nothing bad it's nothing like it's just my great-grandpa mm -hmm. and then the 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 steps get closer and then I see on the bed that I'm laying on an indent like somebody had sat on the edge of the bed I'm not even lying I was so scared so petrified that I couldn't even move, and the TV oh was gosh. on. The other crazy part is I'm laying petrified there because I literally didn't want to move. I was so scared. Yeah. Then the channel changed, like, two little... And it was, like, a very old TV. Oh, like, the two TVs like, where you had to manually... Yeah. yeah. So it turned twice, and then the indentation goes from, like, somebody sitting on the bed to mm -hmm. somebody laying down. And then when oh that, my God. full body chills, yeah, y'all. And then 
I just stayed there for a little bit, and I got up. When I eventually like stopped being so petrified, I got up, and I went out the room really slow, and I left. didn't think of it at the time mm -hmm. but I think I would have screamed or would have been a worse experience if I didn't know that it was supposed to be my great grandfather. Right. Yeah, I think and that that was wise that your aunt, you know, me told you about it in advance. Yeah, the crazy story by the way about this house which is I wouldn't say it's creepy, but I I went there a couple times cuz my great aunt, well two two of his sisters or no, two of my mom's great well my great aunts kept the house okay and there was a lot of follow-up stories with the house including one of my great aunts son she had told me a couple stories with the house I don't know what happened but of course eventually my great grandfather like I'm assuming he left mm -hmm. <coughs> and but the weird thing is that the, they they ended up splitting and renting half of or half of the house or something like that because it was huge it was a huge house and the neighbors downstairs ended up telling my great aunts when they went on vacation they're like oh i thought you guys were going on vacation and they're like oh yeah yeah we went we were gone for like a week and they're like oh no there was like movement noises apartment movement noises like all kinds of stuff music turning on and off like all kinds of crazy stuff like that and my second cousin i believe he is um one of these christmases that we were gathered at my grandma's farm he had told me mm -hmm. that basically he was in the house one day and um he experienced poltergeist stuff in the kitchen okay. like Glasses. Why are they always messing with the kitchen? Have you ever noticed that? I don't know. I guess they're getting more stuff. It's like opening cabinets. It's pulling open drawers. It's throwing cups around. Yeah. It's almost always in the... But yeah, I think it's because there's just more stuff to play with in there. Yeah, and noticeable stuff because people right. are constantly in the kitchen. Right, it's something but, you would notice if it was new. But the weird thing is like... He had been going through some like really hard times. So everybody kept on dismissing what he was saying because he was... He had been drinking a lot, basically. Mm -hmm. So probably because of all the stuff that was happening to him. Maybe, or I don't know. I don't know. He was going through like a really hard time. Yeah. But the thing is, he said that he would um, stay up pretty late at night, mm -hmm. and when he would sit near the kitchen, glasses would move. Like he'd be drinking, and glasses would move. Or the ghost is just like, no, sir. No more done. <laughs> You're cut off. Yeah, basically. <laughs> But yeah, so that is my uh, spooky story. I didn't have any more experiences when I've gone back, but I do remember hearing a lot of follow-up stories when I would meet my great-aunt. And um, the funny story is that they're, they're my mom's side of the family is very Catholic, but my great-grandmother, she used to be a curandera, which is kind of like... Um, Based off of just what it sounds like, word-wise, yeah. with my Portuguese, it sounds like something that would be like a healer or yeah. something. Yeah, okay. she used to be a healer, and 
um, when we would go to her hospital, tell more stories about that because that's pretty cool when I tell non-spooky stories, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they also had that. They did a lot of like, oh, if you felt bad, they'd give you like a tea with some herbs or they would cleanse you with an egg. So we did have, even though they were very Catholic and spiritual in that sense, mm -hmm. they also had this like very unique side to them. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where I get it to where I'm like, okay, yeah, I do believe in something above, but I'm also very conscious of nature and, yeah. and healing in the natural way. So mm -hmm. what is your spooky story, Nani? Okay, so my my spooky story it was probably about the same age as far as my first real experience um so i'm gonna preface it by saying i don't know i mean i guess it could count as paranormal in a sense when i was even younger than my first actual experience i was actually just telling someone this story i had a nightmare when i was about three and we lived in this house where it was a split level home for people who don't know what that is it's when you open the front door you, there's immediately stairs that go up to like short stairs that go up to a first level and go down to a lower level but the first level is the one that goes up and so it's the first level but it's a little higher than your typical first floor of a normal house would be so we lived in a split level home and in my nightmare i woke up and my room was on the first floor i woke up and my house was on fire and my parents like kind of barged in my room because they were like, oh, we have to jump out your window to escape because it's the closest we can get to the ground. And in the dream, now for those of you who don't know, I have two younger brothers. One is a year and a half younger than me. The other one is about five years younger than me. So it was just me and my closest in age brother at the time. There was no younger brother because I was only three. But in the dream, my dad jumps out the window. My mom is holding my little brother's hand, but she also has another baby in her arms which again, he didn't exist yet, but oh, I dreamt shoot. that he was there. And then there was like these little like gremlin looking demon things chasing them out like through the door. And then when it was my turn, I remember I jumped out the window, but like I jumped out back first. I didn't jump out head first. So yeah. I jumped out with my back looking up at the window and like this like demon looking face kind of like popped up. And I've, I've remembered that dream ever since. Like I get goosebumps. So in this house, Fast forward a couple years, I was about five. My family on my father's side always had these huge Christmas parties, massive Christmas parties. When I tell you, you'd walk into the house, there was a big, there was usually like a giant, like nine, 10 foot Christmas tree and like presents spilling out all over because there's a lot of us. We're, there's so many cousins, there's so many relatives. Plus we invite friends and stuff like that from church and from this and from that just from all walks of life. And this one woman, nobody knew who she was. Like when we went back and tried to figure out where this object came from, she had gifted me like a teddy bear. And again, we, when we went back to figure out who was that, whatever, nobody knew who we were talking about. So she was like some mystery woman that was at the Christmas party. So that night, me and my brother shared a room at the time in the same house that I had the dream in, but now the layout's a little different because now my little brother is there, my youngest little brother is there, so me and my other brother are sharing a room. And it was one bed, a toy chest, and then his bed. So that was how the layout of the room was. So that night after the party, I put the bear on top of the toy chest. And that night I had a nightmare about the bear. 
where it was like it came to life and was large and was like Godzilla size and was attacking me and was like trying to chase me and run after me and I was just like but there was no details it was literally just like I was in this black void and this giant bear was chasing me and I woke up and I didn't tell anybody about it and I remember we got up got ready because we had to go to Sunday school and you know like Sunday morning church for people who aren't familiar so we were getting ready and my dad was just like I didn't even tell anybody about my dream. I yeah. told no, but nobody knew until after the fact. My dad was like, I don't know what's wrong with this bear, but I don't want it in the house. Out of nowhere, my father says this. So he had some kind of something. Yeah. His own experience or whatever, maybe. And he's like, I don't want it in this house. So on our way out to church, he took the bear and threw it in our trash can that was outside our trash bin. And mind you, I'm from Massachusetts. It's winter. It's snowy out. Like, it's there's snow all over the ground. And we come back from Sunday school, the bear is sitting on my couch, and the window is open. Oh my and they, god. And I literally, like, goosebumps. Because we're like, we didn't leave the window open, because it's winter. it's winter, it's cold, the heating is expensive up there, especially because most houses back then were heated by oil, and if you're not familiar, oil is super expensive, you have to refill a tank, and that's what heats your home and your water. That's crazy. So it wasn't just like... Yeah, you know, some random. And again, it's a split level house. You can't just climb up the first floor window. Yeah, that's not how it works. And it was just sitting there on the couch, and my everybody was so spooked. It was after that that I told them about my dream. Yeah, and I was like, something is seriously wrong. My dad literally made it a point to rip the bear into pieces and threw it in a dumpster, like nowhere near our house. And yeah, that was the first paranormal experience I remember having. That is so crazy. I know. And it started very young, clearly. <laughs> I know. That's a that's a crazy part. Like that's why we wanted to do this because we have so many stories and it started from so young. And I think both of us are pretty open to mm-hmm. experiencing stuff. Yeah, and honestly I think I'm a sensitive, not as sensitive as some people, but like paranormal stuff just seems to follow me places I go. I've never had an attachment or anything like that, but me and my brother um we've had lots of stuff happen to us which obviously we're going to talk about but even in this house come to find out it was built on top of some weird land i don't know if it was like a cemetery or burial ground or something like that that my mom discovered way after the fact and also my mom said that she had had an experience in the same house and i this is the only thing i can remember aside from that where at one point she was coming home late from work or she was coming home from dropping my dad off at work or something to that effect she was and she said there were these two black Dobermans that appeared out of nowhere and like kind of were like vicious at her and yeah. were like she's like if I don't move these dogs are going to attack me and she literally just started praying on the spot and she says that the dogs just seemed to disappear and yeah just like little oh things of that surround this house and it's just so creepy did you weird. did you ever ask your dad what creepy feeling he got from the bear? Did no, he have because, a nightmare too? No, because him and my parents aren't together anymore. So, oh. yeah. So I don't. We don't really talk. But yeah, he must have had something happen, or a dream, or a dream, or a feeling, or something like that. Because again, I never said anything until after. Yeah. So for him to have that kind of reaction, I was like, okay, I feel a little validated. For sure. That you know this is happening, and it was just so freaking weird. And. For you guys just to have an idea how creepy this house is. So 
there are these two like tall thin narrow like shrub bush things that always grew out by the front door we always kept them short but it was on either side of the front door and so at one point in this house because we were renting the water heater broke and they tried to contact the landlord to you know this needs to be fixed yeah we live in a cold area we can't not have hot water yeah and he had disappeared just nobody could get in touch with him nobody could find him nobody knew anything about his whereabouts he completely disappeared we were the last family to live in the house and like me and my brother because we know that this house is so there's something up with this house we years later talked about our friend you know talked to it about our talked about it to our friends and they were like we want to go see it yeah because my mom drove us there it like drove us by just out of curiosity and we were like this it looked abandoned just completely like the shrubs that were by the front door like grew in front of it like this like completely blocking the front door and so me my brother and a couple of our friends drove there late night because what else is there to do teenagers you know what i mean (laughs) we drove there late one night and they were like oh we want to like look inside and see if we can find an open door or whatever so they went up to the back deck and the deck door was open but they didn't go in they just kind of opened and like peeked in yeah and they said it looked like somebody started renovating and just completely left everything mid-job like tools materials everything was still in there and you can tell it had been sitting there a while because they had like collected dust on it just completely left that is so creepy yeah that house i mean it has since been bought out by like a large corporation and got completely renovated and like they built um they created a whole road next to it because it was at like a dead end to go up to like the senior assisted living thing where i'm like like, okay let's bring more depth to it yes but um yeah so that house was something was up with that house something it definitely sounds like it yeah so that was my first early from that dream to that teddy bear experience, it was crazy. I'm sure there's probably other things there that happened that I've probably repressed and just Oh, I'm remember. sure. Yeah. Plus, yeah. you, as a little kid, sometimes, and we see these videos all the time where, like, kids go to their parents and they're, like, I don't know, talking to something and they're, like, oh, it's just your imaginary mm-hmm. friend. But guess what? Like things start happening around the house and then the kid doesn't feel validated so he stops sharing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or as a little kid, you're like, you don't know what's going on because you're still yeah, figuring out yourself as a person. Mm-hmm. And I, like I said, I'm pretty sure I'm a sensitive because I still have stuff happen to me till this day. So, more stories. More stories. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. If you did enjoy this, give us a little thumbs up. Yes. Put some little ghost emojis down below if you have any spooky stories or you have an early story like this because this is pretty young. Yeah. I think so. But I feel like when you're a kid is when you're more susceptible to it because your mind isn't so... A, it's not so jaded by society and, you know, like all that stuff doesn't it? Yeah. Or or that's drilled into our heads. But it's also like you're not bogged down by stresses of everyday life and work and bills and family and this and that. So you're so much more open. Oh, absolutely. To, you, know, you know, to yeah. the paranormal and to other realms or to whatever you may believe in. For sure. But as a kid, I feel like you're going to have those experiences. People just tend to forget about them because they don't allow themselves to be open to it anymore because they're told it's, it doesn't exist or it's just an imaginary friend or 
whatever the situation yeah. is, you know. Or it was a dream, it wasn't reality. Yeah, yeah. you were sleepwalking. Or, yeah, exactly. So For sure. If you have any stories, don't we'd love to, to hear. Yeah, don't forget to email us or um, leave us a voicemail. Yes. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Cheers.